Well, life on the farm I kind of laid back Ain't much an old country boy of me can't hack Early to rise, early in the sack I thank God I'm a country boy And I can take you for a ride on my big green tractor We're just country boys and girls getting down on the farm She thinks my tractor's sexy Good morning, 737 here on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. It is the Pensacola Morning News. Joining us now, we have Ryan Jenkins, the owner of Jenkins Farms in Jay, Florida, a segment that we've been doing all year called Life on a Farm. Uh, Ryan, it's uh it's high harvest time for peanuts, right? Welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Oh man, we're doing fantastic. You've been um just a nice, easy, calm, relaxing couple of weeks, nothing much to do, right? That's right. It's, it's, I've been pretty bored doing a lot of fishing, things like that. You know, <laughs> you've been a little bit busy the last couple of weeks, right? Oh yeah, it's been come early, stay late, seven days a week. You know, get getting things done. God's blessed us with some real pretty weather, and uh, we've been trying as hard as we can to take advantage of it. You know, one of the things you and I talked about previously was that uh, you need certain conditions like uh, at a certain point you need more rain, at a certain point you need less rain. Um, you and I had talked about the peanuts running into the problem that it was basically, um, and pardon me if I get it wrong because I'm still learning all this stuff, it was so dry that you couldn't even dig them up effectively out of the ground. You don't want it to be too wet once you've got them up, but you do need it a little bit moist to be uh, uh, flexible enough to get them up. Have, have things come through the right way, or have you not gotten the rain you needed? Uh, we're still having a lot of difficulty with that. Uh, I know they're calling for a chance to rain Wednesday and Thursday. So we're down there digging our – we we like one field being done digging for the year. And since there's that chance of rain, it's a very uh, – the soil there is very – it's got a lot of clay in it, so it's harder to dig than a – than a field that has a lot of sand in it that's, that would be softer. So I'm going to wait and see if we can catch a rain on that before we try to dig it since we're only a couple of days away. But thing, things in, in now, general have just been before, going good. Sorry, but before you, before you, how big is that? You say one field, and I'm like, what, a quarter acre? I mean, like one field is how much? Uh, well, they all vary. I mean, they're from almost nothing to... Two or three hundred acres, but this particular field that I like is sixty acres. Sixty acres. Okay, so a substantial amount of peanuts still yet to be even turned up out of the ground. Go ahead. You were you were saying you've kind of gotten what you needed. Yeah. So so we're going to wait since there's a chance of rain and see. Otherwise, if, if we miss that rain Wednesday, we'll go ahead and dig them and, and be done. Be done with digging for the year, which I know is weird. It's like. You can't wait for peanut sea or whatever season. That's one of the neat things about farming, whatever it is. You can't wait for it to get here. We'll talk about peanut season. Can't wait for it to get here. The beginning, you're so excited. Everybody in town is talking. When are you going to start digging? You know, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's happy and excited. Then you get in the middle of it, in the grind part of it, where it's like, I'm ready to get done with this and move <laughs> on to something else. And then, then the... We're down to the last field, and it's like, wow, it's already almost gone. And you're excited about it ending, but you're also down and out about it ending because you know it's going to be a whole other year before you're able to do it. So it's it's a weird deal for a farmer. We're just weird anyway. <laughs> it's, 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 so it, we can never be happy. 
it it sounds like, and I, maybe this is a weird comparison, but it's kind of we're in this space. You know, we've been going through this thing with the puppies, right? You know, we bred the puppies, we love the puppies, we sell the puppies. Um, and it's it, do you do you feel attached? Like to these crops in the way that like when you sell them, I know that's the whole point of growing them, but there's still a part of you that's kind of like, I hate to see them go because you, I, I mean, is that, off, is that a crazy question? Yeah, that's a crazy question. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't feel attached to the crop, Excellent. But I, I feel attached to the, to the work part of I it. I got gotcha. you. All right. Equipment part of it. That, that type of thing. Well, you said you're weird. I wanted to go you one further, so that's fine. Uh, <laughs> that's, not, that's how I do. <laughs> hey, um, uh, one of the things, I had a question from somebody I wanted to ask you from last week because you were talking about peanut grades and that the, the grade of the peanut was not coming back so good this year that even though the volume of the harvest was good, that the grade was not as good and therefore the amount of money you were going to make. And somebody asked, well, how many different grades are there for peanuts? And then, you know, Honestly, how much difference does it make which grade you get in terms of the money you're going to make per peanut? That's a good question, and that is a uh, oh, it's a very hard question to answer. But but basically, you know, we're graded on about ten different things that they'll look at to come up with your your grade, like you would get if you were taking a test, basically. And the and the grade range that it typically falls in would be like. Um, Let's just say sixty to eighty is is the grade. Most of your grades, you hope, are like seventy and up. Anything under seventy, and you're like your mom or dad's gonna be mad at you for making a bad grade, that type of thing. Okay. And then the the and then what you get paid is this on a like a hundred scale or an eighty scale or what's the what's the what's the possible max and min sixty to eighty. I don't think there is a a set okay. maximum and minimum. It, it it's actually the what ends up happening is more or less speaking, you end up getting paid the percent of the actual um, perfect valued peanut, the nut itself. That's that's what the the grade is showing. Like like say uh, the holes, for instance, you don't get paid for your holes. But the holes are, you know, just say twenty five percent of your load. Does that make sense? So okay. right there, you can all, the best grade you can make would be a seventy five. Does that make sense? And then if they find some trash in it or some bad peanuts, all these things basically take away from your grade. And as far as the price goes, this year, let's just say the average contract price in our area is six hundred dollars a ton. So for every ton of peanuts you bring, you get paid six hundred dollars. If they found aflatoxin, for example, in your sample, which is bad, your peanuts could go from being worth $600 a ton to being worth, I think they're $150 a ton or thereabout. Wow. So it, it can it can be significant. And these are things that, that are beyond your control, and you have no idea. I mean, you literally have no idea until you send them over there to the to the buying point and they grade them and then you then you determine if it's going to be a good year or a bad year something that's caused us a lot of problems this year that like i have never had is uh, they call it foreign matter the amount of foreign matter that's in the sample and so obviously that's anything that's in there that's not supposed to be in there such as straw or dirt this year we're having a lot of trouble with dirt from all the heavy rains that we had during the summer 
and now it's turned off completely. Went from being very, very wet all year long to being completely dry, and so we're getting a lot of dirt clods in the samples. Um, I've heard of some trailer loads going in that would have forty-eight percent forward matter. Wow! And usually you have usually you have two or three percent foreign matter. So. And since you're getting paid on, and since you're getting paid on weight, you think you've got you've got one thing on weight, and then it turns out it's got all this dirt or whatever clumped in there, and so you're getting a much lower price because, well, they're not buying, they they don't want to buy dirt, obviously, right? Correct. So, so you see, see what we're up against. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. There's nothing you can do about it. It's just, it's just, it's the year. I mean, every year, every year is different, and you never know until. Until it's over with, what it was going to do. Brian, I know we talked a lot about peanuts already today, but I, I see you showing me these gorgeous videos of you driving through the cotton fields too, right? Yeah, we started picking cotton uh, Friday. That was our first field that we picked for the year. And, and there again, you never know. It, it's graded as well. And it, it can really have a big effect on how much you get paid. And we'll talk about that once we get into cotton season a little bit more. But we did pick our first field, kind of got started and got all the bugs, the kinks worked out for the year and uh, actually had a really good day Friday picking that and we'll be getting into that a lot deeper in the in the coming weeks. But so far so good on that. Good. And one of the you know I, I know we talk uh, sometimes about machinery and breakdowns and maintenance and the challenge of supply chain issues and COVID where you just can't get the part that you need. But I have to assume you spend most of the year for these pieces of equipment that really only operate for a couple of weeks or a month. You spend most of the year getting them ready if you need to. And then, well, things don't always work out the way you anticipate. But during heavy use with all the dirt and everything else, that's when things break down. How has the equipment side been going for you in the peanut harvest? It's it's really been going good, and then I'm telling you, just out of nowhere, it'll hit you like a like a brick. But uh, I think it was Wednesday. We had four different pieces of equipment broken down at the same time in different places, and then the challenge of no communication. <laughs> you know, they would call and say, you know, such and such is broke down, but. It would take 15 phone calls to get it to where you could piece together the words that you could hear to understand what was going on. Because of the cell service. You know, you just end up, right, eventually you just end up getting in your truck, stopping what you're doing, the, the equipment that, that's broke down that you're working on, and driving to where they are so that you can see what's going on and what parts are needed. And then you have to drive back to the cell service to be able to call and see who has the parts you need and which direction you need to be going, so... It really, I mean, if if those same situations would have occurred over here where we have cell service, they would have been nearly nothing. But, you know, it it took hours out of the day having to go back and forth so we could just physically, (laughs) physically talk to be able to find out what we needed and where we needed to go. Wow. And at the time when like every hour of daylight is precious and you're having to waste it, just going to communicate because you can't get through on the cell phone being so bad. All right. I can see where that's a problem. Uh, we always like to end with some kind of a uh, farm fact. You have one for me this week? Yeah. Well, we were talking earlier about uh, the peanut grades and I, I use the peanut hulls as an example. Um, about 20 to 25% of each load of our peanuts consist of the peanut hulls. In other words, once they're shelled, about 25% of that load, or not 20, about 20 to 25% of that load 
was the actual hulls herself. And, you know, you and I don't like to eat the hulls. But they're they're not wasted. Once the hulls are shelled, um, they go for, they're using animal feeds, biomass, and as industrial absorbance. So so it's important to know that no part of the, the peanut harvest goes to waste. You know, everything's usable, usable and that's what makes peanuts extremely uh, an extremely sustainable crop. Very good. Ryan Jenkins, he is our farmer, uh, the owner of Jenkins Farms in Jay, Florida. And uh, we talk to him every week at this time to get an update on what's life like on a farm, something I think we could all use a better understanding of. Ryan, as always, thanks for the time, man. Thanks for what you do. Uh, thanks for being exhausted because you're working so hard feeding my kids and putting clothes on the back, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you all. Thanks. And I uh, hope you have a great week.